You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am so thrilled to introduce you to Sarah Jabari, who is the head of marketing at Weedia, a provider of cloud-based marketing solutions. Sarah has five plus years in the digital marketing, B2B, and SaaS environments and holds a master's degree in management with a specialization in marketing from HEC Paris, considered one of the best business schools in Europe. Sarah, thank you for being here. Thanks, Darren. Happy to be here. So I'm so curious, and I love asking this question of like every great superhero has this amazing origin story, how they got to be where they are. So Sarah, for you, how did you get to be in the role that you are now with Wedia? Yeah, so basically... I'm from the United States and I went to a university in Boston, Boston University, and I was actually studying international relations. So I was working after BU organization. It was called the French American Chamber of Commerce of New England. And even though I was in the world of IR and kind of wanted to follow a career path of politics, yeah, I worked for like a, an international organization at this organization. I discovered a lot about business. I was working and meeting like executives, professionals, entrepreneurs every day. And so this really opened my eyes to um, like the world of business and marketing and the importance and the role of marketing for the success of any business. And so I actually decided to apply to a business school in Paris. It's called HEC Paris. And during this program, I learned all about marketing. So the second year, I specialized in marketing. And I was always really interested and passionate about new technologies and digital marketing. So after my studies at HEC, I decided to enter the world of marketing technology by joining the marketing team at Wedia. So I've been at Wedia now for like four plus years. That's amazing. Well, what I find some of the neatest stories is people have always maybe started somewhere different and ended up in marketing because they got to be exposed to something or discovered something and the role marketing can play, possibly even in international relations. Yeah, exactly. It's really, really cool. So Wedia, those that have not yet heard about Wedia yet, what is Wedia all about? Yeah, so Wedia has been around since 2001, actually. Nice. It's like early internet days. That's like Netscape days. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a while. Um, but actually, we we really started to provide Martech solutions since um, 2010. So I don't know if you've heard of digital asset management before, but we sell a digital asset management solution, um, or you can say DAM. That's the acronym. Damn! Remember that one? That was damn, Daniel. Damn! Get it again <laughs> yeah. with the white bands. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's DAM, um, D-A-M. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so we actually have like 150 people in multiple locations. We have our headquarters in, in Paris, France, but we also have offices in Germany, in the US, and now Canada. So we actually have an office in Toronto, just like a couple of blocks from the CN Tower. And so, yeah, we are providing a digital asset management SaaS solution to help companies manage all of their marketing and product assets. So photos, videos, logos, documents, etc. We help them manage all of this content in a cloud-based platform and as well as help them like customize, 
localize and deliver these assets for their digital and print marketing. So we're working with right now like 250 global companies that have distributed teams around the world and that need access to these brand marketing product assets in order to execute their marketing activities. And so, yeah, we're actually one of the world's top 10 players in digital asset management. Amazing. It's amazing. So going back, you mentioned 2001, going back earlier than that, back in the 90s, I had the chance to like intern at my local newspaper, the Delta Optimist. And I remember we took a photo and you would use these square floppy disks where the thing would go back and forth. And I would take the photo from one computer over to the next. And that was the dam. That was the digital asset management that tool. Was, yeah. It was a little floppy disk, right? And then yeah. things evolved and we got like, you know, USB drive things and then we got bigger drives. And then I remember back in the day when it was like one gigabyte could be on a USB. And then also now it's like 50 gigabytes or something on a USB. Yeah. But that's the option. But those can be lost, stolen, caught in a yeah, fire. Yeah, exactly. They're just like small drives that can hold like a very limited amount of assets like content and so obviously now like with marketing becoming so big companies have so many more uh, assets that they have to manage that they have to create to engage their audiences and so that small usb has now transformed into an entire cloud-based solution that is not even like on-premise anymore but cloud-based dam has evolved a lot <laughs> and then there was a time when like uh like and, and maybe there's still some things that do this companies but the it guy would be like i've got this r2d2 unit and i'm gonna put them into your storage closet and that's where you can put all your files and then if anyone wants to access it they have to put in you know nine passwords and, and jump through these seven hoops to get access to this and it may not work all the time so that's the other alternative is like like a central system like that but again so many problems Exactly. Yeah. A central repository, like you just need to sign in. You have like your specific access to all of your assets. You don't need to like go through your emails and find like, I don't know, exchange with someone like, I need this asset. Can you send it to me? Okay. Then like, I don't know, share a a WeTransfer file or get assets lost by email. So yeah, it's uh, completely changed. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and the other option, kind of going forward now, of like people who have a, like a Dropbox, but they just kind of dump it in there and it's dropped. Whereas you, tell me more about that. Like the alternative to like yeah. a Dropbox that's like it just kind of, and then you kind of find it. It's like that storage closet or like that trunk, the tickle trunk that you lift up and it's like just covered in stuff. Right. So yeah, a lot of people compare digital asset management to, um, to Dropbox or to other file storage solutions, but they're very different. Dropbox is good for, I guess, individuals who just have like their own like content that they need to store somewhere. And everything is stored by like folders. So you have like one folder after the next, after the next, and you're sort of narrowing down your search via folders. And DAM works differently because basically you're storing your assets in a way that is a lot more sophisticated. So you have like what we call metadata. So we can attach data to your specific assets. Like, for example, you want it's a JPEG image or you can assign a bunch of data to your assets and you can really refine your search visually with different capabilities, different filters. So you can say, like, I want to find an asset that is an image that is a JPEG that has the color blue in it that is attached to this product 
dashboard that has people in the image. And so you basically narrow down your search thanks to this metadata that's attached to your assets. And so every company has their own specific way of organizing these assets that they need to find. So based on like a specific brand or based on specific rights to an asset, because obviously assets expire. So you you have like this copyright um, information that's also attached to those assets. So Dropbox, you, you can't, you can have this level of data attached to your assets. And so you're just like going through folders and kind of getting lost in all these folders to find assets. But sometimes you you don't find what you're looking for. And sometimes you spend a lot of time, wasting a lot of time searching for what you need. So digital asset management is really like a, a platform to help you filter down, narrow down your search, find specific assets based on any kind of information and then download them if you need to download them, share them with your coworkers or with other teams in your company or even with like external partners. It's just, there's so many differences between Dropbox and DAM and, or like a Google Drive. Google Drive, Dam. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. You, you can almost do a commercial. Here's a commercial TikTok idea for you. Someone's on Dropbox, Google Drive, and you got, you got Bono singing in the background. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> So I love a thing called Google Photos, but they only have it for personal use. And you could put in a word like my daughter's name or canoe, and it shows me every photo of a canoe. And I think that's one of the coolest tools. And I was like, remember one day thinking, imagine if you could do that for because like, you know, for the, the assets and files we have at our office, but you've done that. You figure out a way so I could put in a word yeah. and discover that, that file. Exactly. You can put in like, I don't know, for example, if you want to find like a photo. A horse. Uh, yeah, it could be like an animal, it could be like a horse, it can be like a pro- specific product, it yeah. can be like a beach, like anything you want. You basically like input a keyword into the solution, it'll pop up all the image results that are relevant to your, your, your search. And then you can also refine that search even more by, yeah, finding images that are for specific channels, uh, by specific phot- photographers that are still available or able to be used and distributed online. You can also search by AI. Like you, you can search by like so many different criteria. Yeah. So, okay, give me this scenario. Someone has maybe a, a Dropbox hack system they've been using for years, or they've got a Google Drive system they've been hacking away at and like kind of, you know, holding it together with duct tape and, and crazy glue, and they want to switch. <laughs> they want to make the switch over. What, what's that process look like, and, and, and how does Weedia help them make the switch? Yeah, I mean, it really depends like on what their needs are. So there's different types of DAM solutions and some are more fit for the the startup with like basic needs. So say you just have like, I don't know, like hundreds of assets or something like a small amount of assets that you want to, to store and manage. Some have like a lot more sophisticated needs. So like they could have thousands of assets that could be stored on multiple like drives, on-premise, or yeah, just kind of dispersed and disorganized. So they might want to find like one solution just to like kind of aggregate all that data, all those assets. But then they also might want to use the DAM to like, for example, customize their images for a specific target market, or they want to create assets that are not just for like online channels, but for print channels. So like for the stores, for example, for POS materials. So it really depends on like their specific needs and their specific organization. 
So I guess they would need to like first just evaluate why they need a dam. Is it because they have so many different types of assets they need to yeah. store? Because some dams will have like basic dam functionality to store certain types of assets, but some will like support like more than 300 formats. Wow. Do you have an infographic that compares like Weedia to all the other ones out there? Like with the check marks? No, of like but now we will. Feature, <laughs> like a feature comparison chart. Yeah, we don't have an infographic that compares different dam solutions. That'd be great. And even throw in Dropbox and Google Drive to be like, hey, this is maybe what you're currently using. And here's some of yeah. our other dams and then compare and contact. That'd be great. It's Yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, there's a lot of research and reports out there on dam. And like, for example, Forrester Gartner, they they have these reports um, that sort of compare like the basic dams to like intermediary dams to advanced dams. Um, ones that are like just basically standalone to ones that are completely integrated into like a marketing technology stack. So yeah, there's so many different types and it really depends on like like your specific needs, whether you're a small company or a big company, whether you have distributed teams, whether you're working with print or digital, like it's also like a lot of companies, they already have a dam solution. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so um, making the switch, what does that look like? Is it like, is there someone that supports them at Weedia or is it they DIY it or is it like they got to, maybe it takes a couple of weeks to transfer everything over? What what do you, what's it typically look like? So basically we, we, we like work on the, the migration of data from their various sources or wherever they're organizing or managing these, these assets, like even Dropbox, will work on migrating those assets and that data to our DAM solution. And then we prepare the structure, like the metadata, the security, everything around that. Very cool. Very cool. Now for you, you, you studied at HTC Paris. You're working in the middle of a really progressive, really cool SaaS company, uh, B2B environment. Uh, for you, what trends are you currently seeing in marketing at the moment? And, and kind of what do, you, what do you love in watching, especially in the B2B space? Yeah. So I would say there are like three main like pillars or three main trends right now in the marketing industry. So obviously like we have this attention economy and where brands have to really adapt like the scarcity of attention. So social media obviously has been around for a while, but it is more and more important today. And we see this, for example, with like TikTok, it's grown exponentially in just two years. And a lot of the reason why is because it's short form video. So we can see, for example, that like short form video is really popular. It's like really trending and brands need to really like capitalize on short form video and be present on different social media channels. And then also in terms of like e-commerce Especially with COVID, we saw like a lot of companies, a lot of retailers had to start doing like e-commerce websites, but also really embrace social media to sell their products because they knew that their audiences are on these networks. So we see like a lot of convergence of e-commerce and social media. And then of course, influencer marketing and UGC content. Like brands are embracing the use of content that is generated by their own consumers and by their own audiences. And yeah, influencer marketing right now is, is, has been, I feel like it's more than doubled in value between like in the past couple of years. So it's definitely for me, like a big trend in marketing. And then the second one, I would say it's digital privacy. So we obviously like with consumers, like demanding more privacy, transparency, and they want to like 
know how their data is used. I think that like this is going to become a much bigger topic, especially like with Google banning third-party cookies in, in what, next year, actually, June 2023. Um, brands are going to really have to focus on how to leverage first-party data and maybe find the right tools, like whether it's like a data management platform or a customer data platform, sort of ways to yeah, use the, the data that they own and work on, on still like improving the user experience, but by using data that they have and not data that is third-party data. And then, of course, like I think that with this, email marketing is going to become more important because obviously you're leveraging a database of existing customers or existing prospects that you already own. So I feel like email marketing is going to just naturally like be much more important just because of these privacy issues. And then the third trend I think that we're seeing and that we've seen actually like for several years now is customer experience and personalization. So we we talk a lot about experience economy, like customers, they don't want to see the same thing or the same ad. Customization, relevancy are very important. And so brands need to figure out as well, like how to continually optimize and personalize the, the user experience, how to master like the omni-channel marketing, um, because that's still a trend and will continue to be a trend and yeah, I think that there's going to be more of a focus on like an emphasis on customers and on customer service and UX. Actually, like I was reading like about how like before we were talking a lot about the funnel from like marketing to sales to customers. And I think I read this on HubSpot, like how right now it's moving from like a funnel to more of like a flywheel. And we see this like cycle and how it's so important to like really take into account the post-purchase experience. So like after you have your customers and how to like continually like improve the customer experience, even once they are your customers, whether it's in the platform and sort of like how to maximize like engagement with your own customers by improving your product, for example. So I, f- I feel like customer experience, user experience is, is going to be really important. And so, yeah, so I think like basically like marketing is heading towards like more data-driven, more like private, socially responsible and engaging, let's say, marketing. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc and for you what are some brands that you'd love to follow that you're just watching what they're doing and it's really cool yeah, so I think I already mentioned HubSpot, but honestly, it's like one of the big brands that I follow. Like I love SaaS companies 
So most of the companies that I follow are SaaS, like B2B companies like HubSpot. Actually, like what I like to do is when I'm using a product, like let's say HubSpot or like, actually don't use HubSpot, oops, but like HubSpot or like SEMrush or like Trello or Canva, for example, like these tools, I really like to follow them as well because obviously there's a reason why I decided to, or why my company or companies decide to use them. Obviously their marketing had impact on me or on our organization. So it makes sense for me to like to follow them and keep up with the, the marketing trends. And a lot of them just have really amazing content. So I subscribe to their newsletters. Um, I read their blogs. They have like a lot of really good free resources as well. So they really like can help give me ideas when it comes to, to new marketing like activities and stuff. That's awesome. And, and Weedia. What are you guys up to? Kind of what can you share, maybe, or disclose that you're kind of brewing or that you're excited about as far as where your brand is headed, as far as marketing is concerned? Yeah. So we actually have like a lot of new and exciting projects, but they're really at the the beginning stages. But we're really working on this end-to-end visibility in order to, yeah, really like help our clients understand the profitability of their assets and the ROI of their damn solution. So one of them is, obviously we talked about influencer marketing and UGC content. For example, we work with a sporting goods retailer and they have billions of assets and they use a lot of uh, UGC content. So content that's generated by, yeah, by their own uh, consumers. And so we're figuring out a way to sort of integrate DAM in this world of UGC content by using smart contracts. So basically our, our product team is working on new projects related to like blockchain technology. And so they want to figure out how we can multiply the number of influencers that are marketing like their brand and sort of optimize this relationship between brands and like this myriad of influencers by using modern technology such as blockchain. And so basically it's streamlining like the creation, the management of contractual relationship between brand and influencers, and also like the payment to influencers and digital currencies. So what we will be able to do is figure out how based on the media that these influencers are creating, we can sort of track how this media is being used, how it's performing, how many of hits it's making online and be able to remunerate those influencers via blockchain. That's so amazing. That's, that's really cool. And it's really like, it's the beginning stages. So Have you have you seen the the movie? It was a movie actually with Tom Hanks and the girl who played Hermione in Harry Potter. I can't remember her name. What's it called? It's called The Circle. And it was a book first and then they made a movie about it. But it's it, it, it talks about the future and, and they talk about the future. One day this would happen where influence would, their posts would get tracked and they would track every single conversion. They would get compensated based on how many conversions came from that thing. And it was like, came out oh. years ago. And so it was like- Oh, wow. They like foreshadowed this. Yeah, they foreshadowed it. Yeah. the circle. If you get a chance to, to watch and or read The Circle, it is an incredible book. Definitely. Because you're living it. I'll look into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like reading 1984, but like reading it, you know, but living it out, the kind of the, well, it's almost like, what was it called? The Black Mirror and, or, you know, some of the stuff they foretell in Black Mirror. It's like, imagine, you know, I'm, I'm going to be surprised if some of it happens in the next five years, which is scary. That's why that show is so scary. So creepy. That show. I'm like, I am like, (laughs) I still get shivers from some of those episodes. It was so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> for you, uh, advice. If you imagine you're speaking to thousands of agency owners, CMOs, brand managers at the moment, you're intimately in their ear, whether through their AirPods or they're walking with their head, whatever headphones they're using, or maybe they're they're listening to their Sonos device at home cooking right now. What's your advice to those in marketing at the moment? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say, and maybe it's a bit obvious, but I think my biggest like piece of advice to marketers would be like not to be afraid to test and learn. And so to like not be afraid or like not to remain blocked by their current outdated tools because trends are constantly changing. Like we just talked about marketing trends are changing. Tools are popping up left and right. So I think it's really important to just constantly test and learn from yeah those tests set up like a framework that, you know, valorizes tests and learn. I actually was at this conference the other day and they were talking about how like to grow really rapidly. It's really important to, to test and learn, but also to work in sprints and incentivize your team to take risks. That was really interesting. I know there's like no one size fits all approach to marketing. So I feel like the best is to find out what works best for you in terms of your organization, in terms of your tools, your channels, find out what's working and figure out how to prioritize with your budget and resources, the specific channels that you, you want to focus on. That's awesome. And, um, and yeah, sometimes it's not best to, to be like everyone, like your competitors. Mm-hmm. Maybe it means like moving budgets from a channel that is working for everyone, but towards one that's working better for you and prioritize your investments and think about the ROI of your activities. That's awesome. Sarah, thank you so much. Are you, uh, you feeling ready for the rapid fire? Sure. Let's go for it. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. This is quick answers, quick questions. This is learning all about Sarah. What was your first ever job? My first job was waitressing at a Vietnamese restaurant. Nice. Night owl or early bird? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I would say like a day duck. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, day duck. Let's go with that. That's awesome. It's a new one. We're going to add yeah. that as an option. We totally should. Okay, awesome. Night owl, day duck, or early bird. I love it. Um, I mean, you see ducks mostly in the day. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they're awesome. Um, I like their oil on their feathers because things just drip off them. Hate <laughs> things people try to say about them. They just drip it off. Just duck oil, right? It's a good yeah. thing to, to have. They're um, cool. Cat or dog person? Definitely dog. Nice, nice. What was the first thing that you ever marketed? The first thing ever marketed, they were AI-powered video recommendations on publishing websites. That is amazing. Dark or milk chocolate? I'm more of a dark chocolate person, but I feel like if you asked me this years ago, I would have said milk. Okay, just to jump back to that last one, Sarah, tell me about this. Tell me if you find a solution for this. And you may not have an answer now, but I'm married with four children. And so sometimes mm-hmm. my kids go into my Netflix account and mess with my AI because the AI it used to be amazing. It would suggest the most amazing movies and TV shows for me. And then same thing with my Spotify. It used to make me the most amazing playlist. And now when my kids use it, it's like it suggests like, you know, the Wiggles and you know this song, the like Gummy Bear song. And so <laughs> they it, need it, to create their own profile. They do. They do. But I'm like, but they'll still do it because it's like, you know, when I'm not home or the TV's on and they just go in. Like, is there a... I wonder if there's any solution outside of that, like like ignore any children's stuff. Maybe that's yeah, it should, there should be like a turn off button for like uh, don't customize my preferences for children. These things. shows like <laughs> like a, like a button that says sometimes my kids use my account by accident. 
button, <laughs> yeah. right? That would be sweet. Okay, Sarah, I think we've solved it. We should pitch this to Spotify and Netflix. Let's do it. And they can, all the parents in the future can thank us for that. Uh, okay, what is your favorite word right now? My favorite word right now? Yeah. Let's go for reinvent. Nice, I like that one. What is the last charity you supported financially or with your time and why? The last charity I supported, it was the Humane Society in Washington, D.C., where I'm from. Nice. And it supports animals and because I really nice. love animals. Well, that's awesome. Uh, what's a movie you love? Like you could watch it over and over and over again. It's definitely Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I yeah. really love this movie. It's awesome. Favorite song or album on repeat right now? My favorite song on repeat right now is Numb by Khalid. I don't even know how to say his name. Khalid? Yeah. Khalid? DJ Khalid? No. Oh. Like uh, Khalid. 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 Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. We'll find it. Yeah, you can send me the link and we'll put it in the show notes. I'll send it to you. It's a really good song. It just came out like a few days ago. Okay. So question, as an American living in Paris, Emily in Paris, accurate, inaccurate? Um, both. Both. Mostly inaccurate. Yeah. Okay. What are the accurate parts? That, like anything of note? Anything of note on either side that you should just, you want to set the record straight? I feel like it's just like, I don't know, she's like so American. And I feel like they really like pronounce like the cultural differences between Americans and French people. And I feel like that I, I could really relate to as an American in Paris. Like it's very relatable sometimes, but at the same time, it's really unrealistic. Yeah. But sometimes the cultural differences, I'm just like, yeah, okay, yeah. this is <laughs> yeah true. If you weren't doing this job in another multiverse, what would you be doing with your life? I would be the center midfield player on the U.S. women's national team, hopefully. Nice. nice. And that's soccer. soccer. Okay. Or football to our British listeners, correct? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I still say soccer though. Nice. Perfect. App on your phone you can't live without? Definitely Spotify. I feel like yeah. everyone says this, but it's just the best no, app ever. No. It's great. No, it's awesome. Favorite children's book? Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it was... Are You My Mother? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've yeah. heard no, of it. No, I love it. I know that book. It's great. It's a okay. great one. You're going old. It's a throwback. Look at you. That's yeah. a great one. Um, what was the best thing you ever bought for under $10 American? Or I guess what would that be? Like five euros? Three euros? No. What is the it? euro is pretty bad. Okay. Um, so it was this game yeah. and it's called The Game. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's a card game. Yeah. And it's really good and it's um it's a collaborative game so I suggest it to anyone that's competitive. Okay. To play it. I like it. I might check that out. That's our, our family love. That's amazing. Thank you. Um <laughs> what's the most important thing you ever changed your mind about? Moving to France. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Business or marketing book that you'd recommend? There's this book it's called Originals by Adam Grant. It's about how nonconformists change the world. It's really interesting. That's awesome. A podcast that you recommend? Uh, this one. Besides this one. Besides <laughs> this, any, other, any others that you'd recommend? So, yeah. I, it really depends on like the kind of yeah. content you're looking yeah. for, I guess. Yeah. But so I would say Marketing School by Neil Patel is really good. Because like it's really good short podcasts on marketing tips. But there's a lot of... All the really good podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Neil and Eric are great. Yeah, they, they, they kind of your yeah. daily dose of kind of micro dose show, which exactly. is, which is like awesome. They're like four minutes, and you have you learn something about marketing. Yeah. There's a Canadian version of that show kind of, uh, called Today in Digital Marketing by a guy named Todd okay. Maffin. So it's it's a little more. Uh, they don't do batch recording. He actually records it every day, which is pretty cool. Whereas Neil and Eric is a little more but, evergreen content, and and they do batch records. So you know they kind of record at like forty or fifty in a month in a day type uh, okay. of thing. Whereas in Todd's is like, here's what happened yesterday in digital marketing. Here's what you need uh, to know. 
Both are good for for Neil and Eric's Evergreen. Um, Neil's been on the show a couple times. Really great. Yeah, person. I saw. Yeah, he's it's really cool. Really, really cool SEO chats about stuff. Yeah, I really love his blog as well. Like yeah. I didn't mention, but yeah, he's got an amazing blog. Like all the content. Just every time I get an email from him or from his company, yeah. uh, I just have I to like open his it. short emails because he he says like, "Oh, mm. I wish I'd known this ten years ago," and that's all his email yeah. is. It's brilliant. I'm like, it's, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. The, subject, the subjects of every email is just like it's so yeah. yeah. Like, you have to read it. Like yeah. it's so good. He's got he's got kind of that clickbait click stuff bait. figured out. Yeah, he's got he's got it <laughs> he dialed. Really does though. Yeah. yeah. No, it's awesome. Speaking of which, newsletter or uh, website that you'd recommend for resources, inspiration outside of uh, our friend Neil. HubSpot, you mentioned. You mentioned HubSpot. Uh, honestly, yeah. I just I don't want to say HubSpot again, but I just That's really right. like their content. This episode brought to you by HubSpot. <laughs> <laughs> Doing all their marketing for them. No, That's okay. great. No, it's awesome. As far as other ways that you get resources, inspiration, like do you go to Reddit or Quora or do you find other like conferences? Yeah, uh, there's so many. So obviously like blogs and newsletters, like yeah. I mentioned, I subscribe to a lot of them. Yeah. But there's also like podcasts, uh, publications, like there's a content marketing institute, which is really good. They have a lot of topics around marketing, Uh, MarTech Today, um, also social media. I check social media very regularly, LinkedIn. uh, I'm in some LinkedIn groups. And then, yeah, like a lot of, there's a lot of events. So in Europe, there are like B2B Rocks and Saster. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're these really big events where a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of SaaS companies go and you just learn a lot. Europe's great for that. There's so many, like Digimarcon. Yeah. And I feel like, um, I mean, like, especially, you know, kind of the Great Britain, it's quite far, like almost five years ahead of North America when it comes to SEO. Like they've been doing it longer, a lot more maturity, a lot more thought leaders. I find like as far as gatherings and thinkers and, you know, like Brighton SEO event. And, you know, we try, we, we've got like our MozCon out here, but most yeah. of the really good SEO stuff seems to happen in Europe. Because that's the head of, yeah, SEM Rush. you got, yeah. Uh, you know, Ahrefs. Isn't it S? I think it's Semrush, no? You know what? We've, we've had them on the show and we argue. Ever, you know, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. And they went all lowercase now. So it's SEM Rush. They did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They did. Okay. Yeah. And then is it Ahrefs or Ahrefs, right? And then is it Zapier? Yeah. Okay, I learned the Zapier one because they, they became, a, I don't know if they're advertising on this show today. So sorry, everyone who had to sit through a Zapier ad. But they taught me it's, it's like happier. Zapier, like happier. happier. Zapier. So there's no Z? Zapier. But, it's, but you have to pronounce it Zapier like you're saying happier, but Zapier. Okay, it's not like Zapier, Zapier. No, because I always said Zapier. I always said Zapier, but oh. then they're like, no, no, it's Zapier. Like Zapier. happier. And so I had to re-record all these things. I totally did it wrong. Uh, who knew? Yeah. Um, life hack that you'd be willing to share? Honestly, like I would say it's maybe obvious, but try to have like a good work-life balance. For me, like I really love doing sport, like uh, exercising. Mm-hmm. So I would say do sport in France. So I always say this, but yeah. it's, uh, I love exercising. So I would say like find time every day to, or maybe not every day to exercise, kind of get your mind off of work and whatever stress you you have at the moment and uh, cool off. Do uh, do the tour to France, right? Whatever you're in the mood for, right? I'm a really bad biker actually, so. Oh, okay, okay. But you can play soccer quite well. Oh yeah, I can play soccer. <laughs> I coach. I coach. You might be impressed here. I coached a grade eight girls soccer uh, practice last week. The coach couldn't make oh, no it, way. so I filled in. That's awesome. Pretty big deal over here. <laughs> you had no experience doing that before. No, okay. none, none. So actually, I played rugby though growing up, and so I just took rugby drills and switched it to soccer drills. Is rugby like big in Canada? No, no, okay. not really. No, I was gonna say it's like kinda... even in the U.S., like no one plays rugby. No, no. It's very big here though. 
Yeah, no, very. Um, skills required for the new economy. When you're hiring staff, new staff yeah. coming on board with Wedia, what do you look for in, in these new these new employees? Mm, I think that the the skill I look for the most would be curiosity and somebody yeah. who's willing to like sort of challenge the status quo. Love it. I love it. Sarah, where can people follow you? Where can they learn more about Wedia? They can learn more about Wedia at wedia-group.com. Or yeah, add me on LinkedIn if they want to directly contact me for information. Um, otherwise, yeah, our website is where they can find all about Wedia. We have a free demo as well if anyone's interested in, in understanding if they should be using a, a damn solution. So, Damn, yeah. damn solution. Sarah, this damn is damn amazing. Solution. Wedia, so great to have you on the show. So thankful that you came here. Thanks so much for having me. Love that you have an office in Canada. You have an office in Toronto. So if, yeah. if a Canadian goes to do a trial, they might get someone from Toronto being like, what's up? Talk about the Maple Leafs. Talk about the new uh, Biebs. Uh, Justin Bieber has a new drink out at Tim Hortons at the moment. It's a, it's a new coffee. He, they attempted, and I thought they were good, Tim Bits, uh, Tim Biebs, and I really loved him. Then they took, out, took them away from me. Okay. Um, but then they brought back Tim Biebs coffee, but I don't drink coffee, so it's not done a whole lot for me. Or they might get someone from Paris on the line. And those that have their grade 10 French could practice their grade 10 French with the trial yeah. person on the phone. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Perfect. And uh, yeah, we're also um, looking for talent as well in Toronto. So oh. Oh, really? anyone's interested. Okay. We should put, and, and, and if you've got uh, yeah, a job posting, we'll put that in the uh, show notes as well. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Sarah, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Darian. Uh, and if you're awesome. ever in Canada again and, and the coach can't make it, I'm going to call on you, okay, Sarah, to Sounds come good. cover. For um, it's kind of far, but it's okay. Yeah, I'll make yeah. it work. <laughs> we'll make it work. And then uh, that would be amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us, everyone, for a, another episode of Marketing News Canada. And we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.